Today's scripture reading is a select verse from chapter 1 of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amidia, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tar- Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tar- Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and such a mighty storm came upon the sea that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lie in it for them. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hole of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. The captain came and said to him, What are you doing? Sound asleep. Get up. Call on your God. Perhaps the God will spare us a thought so we do not perish. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous, he said to them. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. But the Lord provided a large, large fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Thank you, Maddie. Please go to God in prayer with me. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. When we were kids, my brother and I loved to play hide and seek. In our brilliant young minds, the perfect time to play hide-and-seek was when our mom was trying to gather us up to go home. Whenever we were leaving a friend's party or a family gathering, and especially when we were leaving our favorite place, Grandma's house, my brother Joe and I would hide. By our logic... This game of hide-and-seek extended our stay and prevented us from having to go home and go to sleep. Our poor mother, with infinite patience, would look for us in closets and under beds, trapezing to basements and attics, apologizing to our host for her silly kids. To make the hide-and-seek game even more fun for us, And more frustrating for our mom, we lived in the country. Many of our friends and family had barns and machine sheds and outbuildings, seemingly endless places for two ornery kids to hide. With unending kindness and grace, our mom would eventually find us. She'd laugh, dust us off, and take us home. Even when it would take her a while, 
as we progressively got more innovative with our hiding spots, I always knew that our mom would find us. It was only a matter of time. In our Bible story today, our friend Jonah, the big, brave prophet, plays a game of hide-and-seek with God. God very clearly and directly tells Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah is not just reluctant to go to Nineveh. He is outright hostile to the idea. Why was Jonah so opposed to Nineveh? What about Nineveh provokes such a strong reaction? At the time of this story, Nineveh is the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Assyria has conquered Israel. God is asking Jonah, an Israelite, to do something very difficult to be in ministry with his oppressors. God is asking Jonah to love his enemies. Jonah reacts in a very human way. Jonah tries to run and hide from God. First, Jonah goes to Joppa. In Joppa, he gets on a boat to Tarshish. And as you can see in the map on the screen, Tarshish is about 3,000 miles in the wrong direction. To put this in modern terms, Wichita is about 3,000 miles from Juneau, Alaska. Going to Tarshish, when God asked you to go to Nineveh, is like going to Alaska when God asked you to go to Kansas. It is decidedly and almost absurdly in the wrong direction. Things didn't go well for Jonah on the ship to Tarshish. Immediately there is a storm. Jonah snitched on himself and told the sailors he was running from God. So the sailors came to the conclusion that the storm must be his fault. They throw Jonah overboard. Tossed into the Mediterranean Sea, no matter how good of a swimmer you are, is not a great place to be. While Jonah had given up on following God's call to Nineveh, God had not given up on Jonah. Jonah does not drown when he is thrown overboard. The text tells us that God provided a large fish to swallow Jonah. Over and over again, when we humans are running from God or scared to follow God or outright not listen, God and God's grace keeps pursuing us. In the United Methodist Church, one of our experiences of grace is called prevenient grace. Prevenient grace is grace that goes before us. Prevenient grace is grace that is active in our lives and in our world before we even recognize it. 
Provenient grace is operating all around us before we know God, before we are baptized, before we are part of any faith community. Provenient grace is God showing up again and again. God's grace often comes to us through unconventional situations and surprising people. In the book of Genesis, Hagar is the first person to name God. Hagar is an enslaved person. She is pregnant and treated so horribly that she runs into the desert, and it is there that God's grace meets her. Hagar calls God El Roy, or the God who sees. God came to Moses at the burning bush. God spoke to Noah through a rainbow. And after trying to reach him through more traditional methods, God's grace found Jonah in the belly of a giant fish. The grace and love of God never stops looking for us. It never stops pursuing us. Just like in the days of Jonah, God's grace can show up anywhere. In the fluorescent lights of a hospital room, in the cold metal of a prison cell, and in the wee dark hours of our own hearts, God's grace abounds. Wherever we go, there is grace that goes before us. God's grace seeks us out but it does not leave us the same as it found us. God's grace is transformative, gently molding us into the people that God created us to be. God's grace beckoned Jonah to be in relationship with the people Jonah could not stand. And Jonah tried to run and hide, but God's grace still found him. Jonah called out to God with a psalm of thanksgiving from the belly of the fish, and Jonah went to Nineveh to be in ministry and relationship with the people he despised. For me, loving our enemies and praying for those who harm us are some of the most challenging teachings of Jesus to follow. I understand why Jonah ran the other way when God called him to Nineveh. While I haven't yet stowed away on a boat, I have looked the other way when God called me to love my enemies. Loving our enemies does not mean we must be their best friends or that we let them walk all over us. It does not mean that we ignore the harm they have caused. Loving our enemies means that we acknowledge that the people we consider enemies are beloved children of God, made in God's own image, just like us. It means that we recognize that God's grace is moving in their lives just as it moves in our own. It means we realize our enemies are complex, multifaceted people, and that there is more than one side to them. There may even be something we can learn from them. 
Maybe you are like Jonah and myself, and you want to get on the next flight out of town when God asks you to do something really hard, like love your enemies. If that's you, I have good news for us. God does not expect us to love our enemies with only our own volition. And God definitely doesn't expect us to be perfect. God gives us grace. By the power of God's grace, we can love our enemies. We can go to Nineveh. When we allow ourselves to be transformed by the grace of God, we are free to pursue God's callings on our lives and to live as the people God created us to be. This week, open yourself up to God's grace. Where is God's grace meeting you? How is God's grace seeking to transform you? What enemies is God's grace empowering you to love? Wherever God is calling you to go, whatever God is calling you to do, God's grace is already there, ready to meet you. Amen.